Every Christmas season, you can count on newspaper and internet articles from the progressive and secularized corners of the Christian world that deny the authenticity of the infancy narratives. Inevitably, these articles say that the story of Jesus' birth, as recounted by Matthew and Luke, must have been fabricated and added to the gospel accounts. In order, they argue, to give a suitably pious and supernatural beginning to Jesus' life. Of course, none of these scholars have any real evidence whatsoever to prove their points, only their own suppositions and biases, and their desire to attack anything that is near and dear to the Orthodox Church and to Christians. The virgin birth and the baby Jesus laid in a manger and the visit of the Magi and all of that. But recently I read an article in a British newspaper by a priest of the Church of England. And rather than trying to attack the infancy narratives with pseudo-scholarly speculation about whether they were pious fiction later added to the gospel, this man just came right out and said, the virgin birth is unchristian. And it made me think of other absurd things that I've heard people say, such as such and such part of the Constitution is unconstitutional. It's just begging the question. But what this Anglican priest had to say was interesting in this respect. He noted correctly that we are moved by the fact that in Jesus's earthly ministry, he took note of the poor and the outcast. He reached out to those at the lowest rungs of society such as fishermen and widows and crippled and shepherds. And he forgave and had fellowship with those who were considered sinful and unclean, such as prostitutes and tax collectors and Gentiles. And so this priest said, again correctly, that what is unique about Christianity is that we consider it a sign of God's divine love and a paradoxical demonstration of his glory that he would choose the weak things of this world to be the ones that would receive Christ first and foremost. After all, it was Jesus himself who said to the Pharisees, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Thus, this priest argued, wouldn't it have been an even greater sign of God's majesty and of his raising of the lowly, if Mary had not been a virgin at all, if in fact she had been a sinner like us, perhaps even a woman of ill repute. Wouldn't that have been an even greater demonstration of God's willingness to redeem all things? Or likewise, perhaps, if instead of having been a humble and religious, or a humble but righteous carpenter, Joseph had been the town drunk. You can see why Ralph Waldo Emerson said, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. It's true, of course, that there can be humility in recognizing our own sinfulness. And that's a humility of sorts that Mary did not experience because she didn't have to. But what our Anglican friend misses about the beauty and majesty of Mary is that her humbleness is in no way a contradiction to her sinlessness. Mary, of all persons, recognized that her freedom from sin came from God, not herself. As she said, For he has looked upon his handmaiden's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
Jesus was born to the perfect mother, not to separate Mary from other mothers, but to show the very dignity of motherhood itself. And Jesus was born into the holy family, not to make other families look unholy by comparison, but to make family life itself, now bound by the sacrament of marriage, a sign of the new covenant. When Jesus reaches out to sinners and defying the conventions of his day, heals them and dines with them, he is not embracing sin. Rather, he is embracing humanity. Sin is not a part of what it means to be human. It's like a virus or an infection. It's in us, but it's not meant to be there. Mary is thus given to us as an exemplar, not of a person who is better than human. She's special insofar only as she was preserved by a special grace from original sin. When you get down to it, Mary is simply the person that all of us were meant to be. It's by sin, ours and that of our first parents, that we have fallen short. Mary simply did not. We say that in coming as man, Christ revealed God to us and man to himself. He was said to be alike to us in every way but sin. He showed, up, he showed us what it's like to live in true obedience to the Father. And this, too, is the role of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to show us that a person can live without sin when they are close to Christ. Mary should be held up, not as an example of a distant and superhuman queen, but as, as an example of what we ourselves should be like also. As she herself said, my soul magnifies the Lord. We too, despite our sins, should be striving to say exactly the same thing.